Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Namaste, yogis. I'm Andrew Seeley here to welcome you to the Yoga Revealed podcast. I believe one of the most enlightening things that you can do for yourself is immerse your mind, body, and spirit in yoga. Yoga is union, and when we unite, together we inspire flight to uplift the world. Your path to awakening to the transformative power of yoga starts now. Today, I have the great honor of connecting with an absolute angel, my homegirl, Mickey Ash. In this interview, we get to the root of happiness and what it takes to sustain that happiness through the ups and downs of life. That was when I like became friends with myself for the first time. <laughs> like Aww. truly, truly. When I was teaching yoga, you know, I was sharing so much with other people, but the meditation gave me an intimate relationship with myself and an understanding and a place where I could forgive myself and let things go and just I never experienced such a sense of freedom and like connection and just a true belonging to something so much greater than myself. In this deep dive, we get into the nitty gritty of how to maintain positive relationships and let go of what doesn't serve you. Listen close as Mickey reveals the practices and habits needed to really manifest your best life on this outstanding episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast. Namaste, Yoga Revealed family. So excited to have you guys here for another episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast. And I'm even more excited because it's International Women's Day and I got an incredible woman right by my side. How you feeling, Mickey? I am so good. I'm so excited to be here. Honored, actually. Ah, uh, I'm really honored to have you on the podcast because it's been a long time coming, Miss Mickey Ash. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy just going through like the history of our friendship because we've been friends for like at least like three years now. I think even longer, maybe four. Yeah. Just like good old Santa Monica Venice vibes, mm -hmm. you know, like from 
like randomly practicing acro yoga together every once in a while, kicking it with Julio oh, and yeah. jamming, and then <laughs> you know fam. our Aloe fam, mm-hmm. and then our One Giant Mind fam yeah. doing the One Giant. That was almost a year ago. That was more than more a year than a year ago. ago. Oh, my goodness, time flies when you're having fun. Time is an enigma. Ah, oh, it's such a magical thing. <laughs> and just in going to class this morning, I was just reminded of how graceful and how Mm. strong and how beautifully you present yourself (laughs) and it really brought me to the space where I was like I have to have Mickey on the podcast I'm so glad and no better time than now perfect Hmm. (laughs) so I would love to start with a little bit of your history and how you first found yoga my beginning yoga days were very messy, very clumsy. Um, I was definitely in a very different place than I am now. Um, I first started yoga um, when I was 18. I was living in New York, and at the time I was just in a relationship I shouldn't have been in. Uh, The girl who was my doormate in school, she was very social and very popular. We would go out clubbing, drinking, like literally getting blacked out like four nights a week and just not taking care of ourselves in any way, shape, or form. Her mom is very holistic and she... I think, I don't know, we must have been on the phone with her and she was just appalled at our behavior and she was (laughs) like, you girls need to do some yoga. (laughs) I was like, what are you even talking about? But we went to a yoga to the people class on the Lower East Side and I I couldn't tell if I was sweating or crying half the time. It was so hard for me. I was like in child's pose. I could barely hold my arms out in warrior two. And I was just like, what is this torture? (laughs) I didn't understand. But, you know, an hour and a half later, leaving class, I was like, what is this feeling? I feel good. And I couldn't say that for a lot of my life at that time. Um, fast forward about, I don't know, a few months later, I came back to LA for what I just thought would be like my summer vacation. And my dad kind of broke the news to me like, Hey, I can't afford for you to go to school in New York. It's just too expensive. You can go to community college. And you know, I was 18 and thought I knew everything. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm in New York. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> but I ended up back in LA and I, you know, moved in back to my parents' house and was just really depressed. I felt like so lost. I didn't know what to do with myself. I felt like such a loser. All my friends were in college. I had no direction you know, just a mess from that relationship and had no idea how to take care of myself and just wallowing in a dark cloud of self-pity. So I don't know what happened, but I just had that voice come back to my head like, hey, you should do a yoga class. And so I had no money. I was like, how am I going to do a yoga class? I found a donation studio in Santa Monica, Power Yoga. And I started going to class. I was like, I literally have nothing else to do with myself. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to go to yoga. Whose class did you go to? Dan Ward. Still teaches there today. He was such a positive influence on me. And I 
you know, would literally like crumple up $2 and pretend it was more putting it in the donation box, like sneaking away. And finally, I just the guilt overcame me. I told Tim, I was like, you know, I don't know what I'm experiencing, but I really feel good doing this practice and I can't afford to pay $15 every class, but I really want to come back. And he was like, I don't even care if you pay or not. Just keep practicing, keep coming back. So I started going three times a week and then I started going almost every day and just getting more and more curious about like the link between doing these physical poses that were so challenging and weird to me. I'd never like been exposed to it before. And then leaving class and just like feeling good for no reason. And so I was asking questions and he was like, you should do a teacher training. Why not? I was 18 at the time. And I was like, what's a teacher training? I didn't even know that was a possibility for me. But I just kind of followed that curiosity and it led me to the Yoga Collective where I did my 200 hour with Tamal Dodge. Oh, Tamal's awesome. Yeah, he's such a sweet soul. Yeah, and Seisha. They're wonderful people. Very amazing. They own Yoga Salt in the marina, right? Yeah. Um, so I did my 200 hour. I did a trade with the studio. I painted murals. I worked at the front desk. Like anything I could do to like learn more about the practice. And then fast forward, graduated from the 200 hour. Um, and about six months later, I moved to Costa Rica. I bought a one-way ticket and found a hotel that I could teach yoga at there. And I was teaching like two classes a day, every day. And that's when I really became a teacher, when I found my voice and was doing it regularly and like just practicing teaching, practicing teaching. It became my entire life. Hmm. And at that time in your life, I'm sure that you were still young and kind of like figuring out what you really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, how did you know that yoga was really helping you? I just remember a distinct switch from going to sleep and wishing that I wouldn't wake up in the morning to actually being excited about something. And I remember one class in particular just leaving the studio and like smiling. I was like, why am I smiling? I'm smiling for no reason. What, what is this? I'm like happy. <laughs> and I, I had just this like realization that happiness is something that you create inside. It's, we create our own joy. And I knew in that moment that I wanted to share that message with as many people as I could. And teaching yoga gave me that platform, that voice to give people tools to create their own happiness and find that peace that I felt so lucky to find. And when you found that peace, was it something that you automatically knew was going to be forever there or was it something that you had to continuously cultivate? I mean, definitely at the start of my personal practice, it was like I had to work at it. Like these poses did not come easy. I could not touch my toes when I first started practicing. I was like, what? why are people putting themselves through this? So it took <laughs> dedication and showing up even when it was hard, even when I felt like I had no idea what I was doing i had no idea what i was doing but there was just a switch and you know they say practice and all is coming and it's true i just dedicated myself to the practice and everything started to change physically mentally emotionally and it was just 
for the better in every area of my life. Well, that's beautiful to hear. Um, around what time would you say that you fully decided that yoga teaching was going to be like your career? You know, because I feel like it's kind of like mm -hmm. an interesting transition when it comes from like that place of, oh, I'm just teaching just to kind of like get by and figure things out to yeah. the point where you're so passionate about it that it becomes your whole life. I think I just became so fascinated with the practice and the philosophy and having had that firsthand experience of total transformation. I wish that people like knew me when I was younger because I was the least athletic, least physically inclined, <laughs> so lazy, so like had no idea about wellness or what that meant at all. And then to just have like such a different experience now um, in relation to health and joy and mindfulness and all these things. Um, but I don't know. I never really felt like I needed to do what other people were doing. And I think I realized that I was kind of surrounding myself with people who were more interested in like drinking and partying. And I just remember feeling like I want to go to bed early and I want to wake up early and do yoga. And when I realized that like, that path wasn't what the rest of the people my age were doing, you know, 1920. I'm like, they're, you know, they thought I was such a weirdo. Like, what, you don't want to drink with us? I'm mm -hmm. like, no, I have like a 7 a.m. yoga class to go to tomorrow. <laughs> I think that's kind of when I knew it was a whole lifestyle that I was just ready to live. Wow. And that's pretty courageous to come from, you know, a background of being in college and mm -hmm. being amongst your peers who were obviously doing things that were, you know, what most peers do yeah. at that age <laughs> and, um, deciding to completely, you know, bust free of the status quo and yeah. choose your own path. Um, I feel like having the courage to do that, um, comes from a place of really like desiring to grow. Mm -hmm. And, um, I wanted to ask you, what do you feel was your number one motivation factor in really choosing to go out on your own all the way to Costa Rica mm -hmm. and teach on your own and, you know, really like take the path as your own path? Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors. I mean, just who I am. I've never really been one to fit in with the crowd or kind of do what everyone else is doing. I've always been a little bit of a contrarian and gone against what the norm is and so I think you know I had the opportunity I tried to go to school and clearly the universe had another plan for me and was like you know you just got to follow your heart and follow these passions that excite you and luckily I have support from my parents very non-conventional family and I remember putting together a little PowerPoint presentation of like, I'm going to do a yoga teacher training and then Aww. I'm going to go travel. And they were like, you do it, honey. And I just, I bought that one way ticket. And, and I don't know, I've just always kind of had that conviction of like, I want to do this. And I, it felt so right. And I just, I don't know, went with it. So you trusted your intuition. I trusted my intu intuition. I trusted that things would work out. I just really listened to like what felt good and that felt so good. 
And tell me now what guided you from Costa Rica back to the States and um, (laughs) give us like a fast forward from like Costa Rica back to the States to like signing with Aloe. (laughs) How'd that all happen? Okay, so... Yogi announcements. One of the benefits of creating a community that values wellness is that you get to benefit from the relationships that we cultivate. As some of you may know, I absolutely love Four Sigmatic Mushrooms especially the ones that make your brain sharp, lucid, and ready to make magic. The Four Sigmatic Lion's Mane Elixir mixed with the Cordyceps Hot Chocolate is my jam. And now I have the opportunity to share this special offer with you. For our Yoga Revealed audience, you receive 15% off of your Four Sigmatic purchase when you go to foursigmatic.com slash yoga revealed or use our discount code yoga revealed at checkout. That's 15% off of all your awesome magic mushroom needs. We got you. Have a blessed one. Enjoy. I lived in Costa Rica for about a year and a half. And I, you know, of course, a ton of stuff happened in that time. But fast forward, I got into a motorcycle accident. I was, it was January 2nd. I was going to my first yoga class of the year. Super excited and just driving way too fast. My helmet was just sitting on top of my head, (laughs) not clipped in. I hit a rock. I grabbed my front brake out of just panic and front wheels stopped short and threw me off and I just hit the ground with my face and it was a mess. So I kind of knew at that point, like, okay, I've been avoiding reality, living here in the jungle, maybe a little too long. I ignored the gentle nudges until it was like, okay, it's time to go. I remember coming back to LA and at the time I was teaching art at an elementary school and doing private lessons and it just came to a point where it was too much energy to do both full time and I had to choose and so I decided to go the yogic path, like really dive in and I remember when I was still teaching at the elementary school, the only time I could practice was really early before school started. And so I was going to yoga works and I started doing Ashtanga because it was, you know, I could go in at six in the morning before working at a school all day. So I started practicing Ashtanga and that became like a very important part of my yogic path. I also met an ex-boyfriend and Sean Phelps. I'm sure you guys Mm -hmm. know him. He's an amazing yogi and very flexible and strong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, what is this guy doing? (laughs) Like foot behind the head, handstands. I was so confused. I was like, I thought warrior two was yoga. Like (laughs) I thought I was good at yoga. And then I got to Ashtanga and was like, I know nothing about anything. Were you going to Ralph Craig's class? No, Maria Vallello was still teaching at that time. Um, So I like dedicated myself to the practice. He and I started dating and he was very rigorous as well. And he and I both shared a love for travel. So we just hit the road. We went traveling. We went to Mexico. We went to Asia. We... And I've always loved photography, and it was just kind of like this perfect combination of all of my passions coming together, yoga, traveling, being creative, taking pictures, and I got to experience it with someone who was just as passionate about it. And so we kind of created this Instagram presence in the yoga community, and that's really where it started. It was so natural and so organic, and... I think um, brands just started to recognize like 
what we were doing. I think actually, remembering now, I was in Asia. I think I was in Vietnam, and I had um, entered like a Instagram contest to win a pair of <laughs> goddess leggings from Aloe, and I won. Ooh. And I was like so excited. And I think that might have been when they first like um, reached re- out to you. Yeah, yeah, reached out to me and made that connection. And um, Mackenzie Miller, yeah, um, she used to live with us at Sean's, and she was an Aloe ambassador. And I was like, um, why is this girl getting boxes of clothes? I need to get in on this. <laughs> and so I reached out to Aloe and was like, hey, guys, I'm Mickey. This is who I am. I want to work with you. I started teaching yoga at their headquarters and just really like showing up and taking that initiative and they recognized that and they even said like, hey, thank you for making that, you know, first move and reaching out to us and it's very bold of you and we see that. And that's when that relationship started and worked with Aloe pretty closely for like three years Mm -hmm. until last February when I um, finished my contract and now I'm just a free agent in the yoga world. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. And within that space, what would you say that you learned about, you know, being an ambassador and really working with one specific brand Mm -hmm. while at the same time creating your own unique content? I think one of the most important things that I learned is the value of honoring yourself and really staying true to yourself. And I think at times I experienced fear of being like left out and that's why I was scared to not be a part of this community that I had, you know, was found myself a part of and I just realized that it wasn't aligning with me anymore and that I and in any case if anything as simple as it might seem if it's not aligned it just was hard and I had to really just listen to myself follow that intuition again and i that always wins in the end totally yeah totally i agree and i feel like you know when it comes down to it like you have to be in alignment with what you truly want to share and a lot of times on social media people think like you know oh like this person's posting this because they have to yeah or like oh like that's a sponsored post or Mm -hmm. you know but I I always tell people like anytime that I post the only time that I post is when I'm inspired yeah and that's honestly why I don't have you know 500,000 followers are because it's like my inspiration comes from my heart yes and my inspiration is usually shared in a one-on-one time because Mm -hmm. I'm a very personable person like I'm like if I have a relationship with you, I want to fly you, I want to play. <laughs> it's like, you may not even get a picture out of that, you yeah, know? I and, understand. And um, I feel like it's so beautiful to witness how you have grown into your creativity and going from, you know, these yoga pictures mm-hmm. to now like these very artistic pictures <laughs> that really, no, they, they're Thank very you. artistic and, and they show a whole different side of you. Yeah. And I think that's really beautiful. Thank you. I felt like my handle used to be Mickey Ash Yoga and I kind of boxed myself in. And as much as yoga is like a huge part of my life, I also love travel and fashion and, you know, food and different places. So I wanted to just expand and part of that expansion meant letting some things go and, you know, 
it's been fun to be creative just to be creative. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to touch a little bit on, you know, you spoke of relationships and mm-hmm. I feel like especially in honoring, you know, National Women's Day, what would you give as far as advice for some of the women who are here listening in choosing their relationships and really being mindful as to how they're growing in their relationships? I think, hello ladies, I think (laughs) that the most important relationship that anybody can have is truly with themselves. I found myself, you know, the younger version of me, I didn't ever really learn how to respect myself or love myself or learn how to put myself first. And so I was attracting partners who um, weren't respecting me, weren't, you know, putting me first, all these things. But it wasn't ever them. It was just a reflection of what I was allowing. And so the last few years, I've understood the importance of self-love self-care for me meditating has been the hugest hugest that's a word right yeah (laughs) (laughs) one of the biggest transformations as far as my relationship with myself I think I avoided myself for so long and put my attention on these partners these other people so that I wouldn't have to take that honest look at myself and it was always easier to have a little fix-it project Uh. (laughs) (laughs) um but you know I was always getting hurt in the end and giving myself away and and now I learned like I have to love myself first and I attract people in my life who meet me at that level so self-love guys it's it's good Self-love is the best love, (laughs) that's what I always say. (laughs) And you spoke of meditation, and I feel like one of the most incredible experiences that I've had with you was the opportunity to spend that, was it four weeks? In New York, yeah. Oh my goodness, (laughs) and it was just like every morning having like these these deep explorations of... Mm -hmm our meditative minds oh that was so beautiful and juicy want to go back oh my goodness right yeah that was such an amazing time i felt like again such an honor to even have been selected to be a part of that group um (laughs) my meditation practice was born out of a breakup with said ex-boyfriend Um, and I was just, I had lost myself completely in that relationship as I had done, you know, time and time before. And this time I just, I knew it wasn't sustainable. I couldn't live like this. My meditation practice was actually born out of, um, a breakup with said ex-boyfriend and I had just hit a low point in my life and, Um, I met someone who asked me if I meditated and I was like, I scoffed at him, Josh Blau. And I was like, no, I don't meditate. I don't want to know what goes on in the dark crevices of my mind. (laughs) And he was like, um, that's no excuse. You need to start. Here's an app. 
it's so easy do it and i remember i downloaded the app and i looked into it one giant mind by the way number one giant mind um and i remember like hearing the voice in my head that was like oh mickey you never finish anything you start don't even start like you procrastinate you know blah 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 limiting belief limiting belief and being like, no, I am not going to listen to this doubt and this negativity. I am sticking to this. It's like a 12-day learn to meditate program and then a 30-day challenge. And I was like, I'm, I was so determined to just do it. And I was living in Topanga at the time and already had to wake up at like six in the morning to leave for work and so I set my alarm 15 minutes earlier gave myself zero excuses headphones next to the bed woke up first thing meditated and I did it every day for about six weeks and that was when I like became friends with myself for the first time (laughs) like truly truly when I was teaching yoga you know I was sharing so much with other people but the meditation gave me an intimate relationship with myself and an understanding and a place where I could forgive myself and let things go and just I never experienced such a sense of freedom and like connection and just a true belonging to something so much greater than myself. Wow. That's a really great way of putting it. You know, a true belonging of something that's greater than yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, When you had that realization, how did you apply it to your life? I think I just started treating myself better and doing things that were aligned with what I wanted to be doing. Um, And, you know, it's an ongoing practice of listening to those inclinations and actually following through with what your heart's telling you to do with your intuition but I don't know I just I feel more myself and more like true to myself um and I I think a lot of relationships kind of naturally shed away from me and to create space for real authentic ones like you for example and Mm -hmm. Just having people in my life who are on that same vibration of really caring for themselves and wanting to make a positive impact, not only in their lives, but the people around them. And I don't know, it just like up-leveled me in so many ways without even really having to do anything. It was an internal shift that just created an external projection of what was happening inside does that make sense yeah it makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense yeah and from you know your meditation how do you incorporate that into your yoga teaching today Mm -hmm. definitely well my classes now i really look at them as like an hour where i can just talk to people about awareness of what's going on inside of their minds the poses are just one tool of an entire toolkit And for me, awareness is huge because we spend so much time in our society just numbing ourselves out, mindless scrolling, you know, screens and um, deflecting our attention away from ourselves and our inner world and then wondering why we're having this confusing outer experience. It's because there's so little time spent just 
becoming aware of our own thoughts and our own deeply ingrained beliefs and uh, thought patterns. And so for me, when I teach, I really try to bring that awareness to people and have them pay attention to their reactions in these physical poses because I know I'm making them work. I know I'm giving them something challenging, whether it's a physically challenging pose, you know, holding chair forever, or even in pigeon in stillness, just observing what the heck is going on inside. <laughs> so that they have that information and can make those shifts if needed. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like as teachers, there's definitely a path and that path is guided. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, who are some of the teachers that have guided your path? Mm-hmm. And who are some of the ones that you would say are the most profound yeah. lights on your path? I've had some amazing, I feel very fortunate to have some amazing teachers um, in my life. As early as when I was living in Costa Rica, there was this amazing woman, hypnotherapist, Reiki master, her name was Caroline, I don't even know what her last name is, but I did my Reiki certification with her, and that was when I first started to learn about like energy work and how profound that could be. Um, Then coming back to the States and Maria Valella was my Ashtanga teacher and she's just the perfect combination of strength and sweetness and Mm. such a subtle uh, power, if that makes sense. Um, And Johnny Pollard has been a massive influence. He's our meditation teacher. Um... Even other yoga teachers that I've had, Chad Hamrin, he's just amazing. Um, (laughs) My first spiritual teacher, he's since passed, but his name is George Falcon, and he still has teachings on Vimeo. And I think that's when I first learned, like, the the delusion of society and dysfunction and how to actively like shift to higher levels of consciousness that was when i was first explained what that was and how to do it Mm. Um, so for our listeners who are not familiar with that can mm -hmm. you give us a little cliff notes on what that is (laughs) and how to do it yeah yeah okay so cliff notes on consciousness (laughs) (laughs) um basically our standard of how we operate and function in society is pretty dysfunctional we feel a sense of lack or separation from each other, from ourselves, that disconnect. And as you um, like go move through higher levels of consciousness, what we perceive as problems on these lower levels suddenly just don't exist anymore. And you become more solution-oriented and more aware of your own thoughts. You take responsibility for yourself instead of blaming other people And it gives you this freedom and this empowerment where you are truly in control of your own life existence instead of being a victim to whatever is in your surroundings or even a victim to your own mind. So George Falcon, highly recommend. 
Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate that as well. <laughs> and I'm sure that, you know, we have a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are practitioners. Mm-hmm. And I want you to leave them yes. with a golden nugget of advice. Um, perhaps something that they can take on their journey that will help them to persevere, perhaps when they don't want to get up and practice, mm-hmm. or maybe even times when they're just feeling a little bit depressed. Mm, okay, let me think about this for a second. I think what I've been working on recently, and so I'll share that with you, is that I've just been giving myself permission to be happy for no reason. I don't need an external circumstance to give me joy. I am allowed to be happy just to be happy. And I remember, I've really been thinking about the start of my yoga practice and that feeling of oh, yes, we do create our own happiness and you don't need anyone else to give you permission. You can give it to yourself. And life is a, you know, it can be dark and scary and filled with suffering if that's what you choose, but you also have the choice for love and freedom and joy in every moment. So just remember to choose that. (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And for our teachers out there, for those who are listening, who have an actual active studentship Mm -hmm. and who have classes that you teach on a daily basis, um, I know personally it can be hard to be running from point A to point B, Mm -hmm. from privates to public classes to retreats, you know. a lot of outward energy. Yeah, there's a lot of outward energy. Um, Would you give our teachers out there just some advice on how they can become more potent as instructors and more involved as guides Mm. on their students journeys i love that question that's amazing um i think it's really important to fill up your own cup first because i have tried the other way where you just (laughs) give everything you've got and then you're empty and you're like oh god i can't do this anymore (laughs) And it's so important to have your own practice. And for me, I just recommend meditation above everything else. Even if you just have five minutes a day, it's just so transformational. Um, And it just refills you up with that inspiration, with that connection to source, to yourself. And yeah, your students can feel it when you're taking care of yourself or when you're not. And so I think it's really important to take care of yourself and to lead by example. Because if you embody your practice, you don't even have to say anything. You just show up and people can feel that. I really enjoy your insight on, you know, what you can provide for teachers because it really does come down to how you feel is Mm -hmm. how your students are going to feel. Yeah. And it's a symbiotic role. You know, if we have that sense of energy, that vibrance, that love, Mm -hmm. that compassion, that's totally going to show up in class. And if we feel lackluster and yeah. run down Defeated. and stressed, mm-hmm. then that's totally going to come up in class too. Yeah. Yeah. And with so many teachers out there today, um, how would you say that you differentiate yourself? How would you say like, because <laughs> I feel like you're, you're so unique, you know, like there's so much about you that's so, <laughs> so beautiful. Even like your, your little shiny, <laughs> your, tooth, your tooth bling. Yeah. I have a little gem on my tooth. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I've always just 
kind of done my own thing. Um, but for, for those who are listening, like, yes. what would you say as far as like tips? Teaching? Like, yeah, okay, like, give, tips. give us some tips give as to some... how to become okay. a uniquely authentic <laughs> teacher. I think, like, I love drawing inspiration from so many different styles, places, modalities, and just combining things that feel good to me. Because if I try to teach something that doesn't fully resonate, I'm not going to be, you know, sharing it very well. I don't think it's very well received. But if it's something I'm excited about, then I think it's much easier for me to express that. So trying different things, whether it's something like Pilates or booty yoga or like primal things, different breath techniques, even like different music can inspire me to do different things in class and... Yeah, I think I just, I love to have fun with it. And if I end up teaching the same thing all the time, like I'm no longer inspired. So it's important to take inspiration from everywhere. Um, Don't be afraid to try something new or different. Be playful. Um, I think that's the number one thing is just be playful. Hmm. Remember that joyousness in your heart. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. (laughs) And I like to leave our Yoga Revealed listeners with your definition of yoga. Mm, I mean, I just really um, concur with Patanjali. And I think that yoga truly is now. And it means being present. And life passes us by so quickly. Time is just not it doesn't not even real so just practicing being present and enjoying the moment that you're in instead of rushing to the next one or ruminating over the past but being present and finding just a joy for being alive in that present moment truth truth indeed yep well the yoga revealed (laughs) listeners are even more alive for your brilliance your Uh. happiness your joy that is completely radiant mm-hmm. through each and every word. Thank you so much for your time today, oh my Mickey. Gosh, it's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I love you. Love you too. Thank you for tuning into the Yoga Revealed podcast. Be sure to check out Mickey on Instagram at Mickey Ash for daily inspiration. Also, visit her website by the same name, MickeyAsh.com, for upcoming events, workshops, art, meditations, and all things awesome. Make sure to share this episode with a friend and give us a five-star review if you truly appreciate the inspiring interviews that we do. This is a community shaped by you. Let's shine bright and stay true. Until next time, blessings and namaste, yogis. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.